Good morning, everyone. Good morning. This is Minister Macmillan. I hope that you're all doing well. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. We praise you, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for waking us this morning and placing us in the right mind and right spirit for healing our bodies, Lord healing our minds, and taking care of us, Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you, Almighty God. Lord, we ask today that you go before us in this word and help us to understand this word. And Father, we ask that we take this word and use it in our lives today and every other day. We also hope, Lord, that we can be of help to someone else who is going through and that your word through us, speaking through us, Lord, that it will be a help to them. Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your guidance, your grace, and your mercy. But most of all, Lord, we thank you for loving us, Father, as we are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, before we get started, um, I just want to say something very quickly. For those of you out there who are prayer warriors or who just pray for all things, I want you to put a prayer uh, today for a very close sister of mine. Um, she's going through... Uh, very tough time. I, She's lingering right now between worlds. Uh, from what I understand, she had a stroke and she is having uh, some difficulties where she is. I ask you all to lift her up in prayer, to pray for her speedily recovery. Uh, also pray for uh, the treatment that she's receiving, that she received proper treatment, uh, that she is um, given the right doctors, nurses, and placed in the right facility. Right now, we're a little concerned about where she's at. We're thinking of, uh, family is thinking about uh, perhaps moving her somewhere else. And so please keep her up in prayer. Um uh, her name is Sister Lorna, and we're we're all praying for her. Um, she's really a, a wonderful person, very sweet, kind-hearted, down down-to-earth person, and really uh, asks for you guys to um, keep her in your hearts and mind. And just talking about is choking me up. Um, just pray for her, okay? Uh, she really needs lots of prayer from all of us. The more prayer goes up, uh, the Lord's praises come down, His glory comes down, and miracles happen. Okay? So, everyone, please pray. Okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And her family does, too. All right. Um, we're going to uh, start today. <clears throat> with uh, chapter 5 in 2 Corinthians. Okay. Um, we're um, 
Second Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, just give me a few seconds to pull myself together. Like I said, um, this person is a very close, very close sister in Christ. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Okay, let's get started. <clears throat> For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that morality may be swallowed up by life. Now, now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the spirit uh, as a guarantee. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with God, to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleased to him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God, and I always trust are well known to your conscience. For we do not commend ourselves against you, but give you opportunity to glory on our behalf, that you may have something to answer those who glory in appearance and not in heart. For we are beside ourselves, and it is for God, or if we are of sound mind, it is for you, because we judge thus that if one die for all, then all die. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we know Christ according to the flesh, Yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone 
is in Christ. He is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have come new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and implanting their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though Christ were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteous of God in him. Okay, chapter 6. We then, as writers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in acceptable time, I have heard and I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accept- now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. In other words, today, any day is the day of salvation. Okay? We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulation, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, imprisonments, in, in tumults, in labors, in sleep, sleep, <laughs> in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by Holy Spirit, and by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil reports and good reports, as deceivers and yet true as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as chasting and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many riches, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Okay, let's go back over that again so we all get a clear understanding It says, we give no offense in anything that our ministers may not be blamed. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God, in which patience is tribulation, in which patience in tribulations, in needs, in distress. In stripes, in prison, in tumults, in labor, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by Holy Spirit, by sincere love, 
Okay, these are the things that we do and how we live by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making, yet making many rich as having nothing and yet possessing all things. O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our hearts is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affliction. Now, in return for the same, I speak as to children. You also be open. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship have righteousness and lawlessness, and what communion has light and darkness, and what accord has Christ and Bilal, or what part has a believer with a non-believer, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saying the Lord, says the Lord Almighty. Chapter 7. Having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Open your hearts to us. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have defrauded no one. I do not say this to condemn, for I have said before that you are in our hearts to die together and to live together. Great is my boldness of speech towards you, and great is my boasting on your behalf. I am filled with comfort. I am exceedingly joyful in all our tribulations. For indeed, when we came to Macedonia, our flesh had no regret. But we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts, inside were fears. Nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. 
And not only by his coming, but also by the consolation with which he was comforted in you when he told us of your earnest desire for, earnest desire, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced even more. For even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret, though I did regret it, for I perceive that the same epistle made you sorry, thus only for a while. Now I rejoice. Not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance to salvation and not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. For observe this very thing that you sorrow in a godly manner. What diligence it produces in you. What clearing of yourselves. What indignation. What fear. What vehement, vehement desire. What zeal. What vindication. In all things, you prove yourself to be clear in this matter. Therefore, although I wrote to you, I did not do it for the sake of him who had done the writing, nor for the sake of him who suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear to you. Therefore, we have been comforted in your comfort, and we have rejoiced exceedingly more for the joy of Titus, because his spirit has been refreshed by you. For if in anything I have boasted to him about you, I am ashamed. But as we speak all things to you in truth, even so, our boasting to Titus was found true, and his affections are greater for you as he remembers the obedience of you all, how with fear and trembling you received him. Therefore, I rejoice that I have confidence in you in everything. Chapter 8. Moreover, brethren, We make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the church of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abound in the riches of their liberty. For I bear witness that according to their abilities, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing employing us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministerings to the saints. And this they did, not as we had hoped, but 
first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So we urged Titus that as he had begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. But as you abound in everything in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. I speak not by commandment, but I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that through him he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. And in this I gave my advice. It is to your advantage not only to be doing what you began and were desiring to do a year ago, but now you also must complete the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to desire it, so there also may be a completion out of what you have. For if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what one has and not according to what he does not have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may supply their lack and that their abundance also may supply your lack, that there may be equality. As it is written, he who gathers much has nothing left over, and he who gathers little has no lack. But thanks be to God who puts the same earnest care for you into the heart of Titus, for he not only accepted the exhortation, but being more diligent, he went to you of his own accord. And we have sent with him the brother whom praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. And not only that, but who was also chosen by the church to travel with us with this gift, which is administered by us to the glory of the Lord himself, and to show you ready-minded. Avoid this that anyone, uh, avoiding this, that anyone should blame us in this lavish gift, which is administered by us, providing honorable things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of man. And we have sent with them our brother, who we have often proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent because of the great confidence 
which we have in you. If anyone inquires about Titus, he is my partner and fellow worker concerning you. Or if our brethren are inquiring about, they are messengers of the church, the glory of Christ. Therefore, show them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. Corinthians 2, chapter 9. Now concerning the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. For I know your willingness about which I boast of you to the Macedonians, that uh, that Archaea was ready a year ago, and your zeal has stirred up the majority. Yet I have sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this respect, that, as I said, you may be ready, lest if some Macedonian come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to mention you, should be ashamed of this confident boasting. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exalt the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your bountifully gift beforehand, which you have previously promised, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grooting obligation. But this I say, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abound, he has given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberty, which causes thanksgiving through us to God, for the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thankfulness, through many thanksgivings to God, while through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and your liberty sharing with them and all men and by their prayer for you, 
who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his unscribable gifts. Okay. Chapter 10. Now I, Paul, myself am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in present am low among you, but being absent and bold towards you. Now I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wear war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Okay, let's read this again because this is man's walk, okay? Check out what he's saying. For though we walk in the flesh, we do. This is a fleshly body. We do not war according to the flesh. You can't war according to the flesh. Try that and see what happens. <laughs> You're not going to do anything, but you get yourself in some problems that you can't get out of unless you get back into the spirit. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They aren't they aren't guns. Okay? They aren't shooting off your mouth, cursing and saying everything that comes to your head. It's not lifting your hands, beating somebody up. Okay? But mighty in God so this is spiritual warfare for pulling down strongholds. You're not pulling down any strongholds by shooting anything or anyone, cursing at anyone or beating anyone up, threatening anyone. You're not pulling down any strongholds. In fact, you're building strongholds. <laughs> Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Okay? Now, we know there are people and things, I'll say things, that are out there that think they're higher than God. They don't even consider God. Okay? Uh, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought, everything that does not sound like it's of God, it's negative, it's leaning to the left instead of the right, it has some sting to it or stench to it, okay? 
it is brought. It is brought down unto God, right? Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. If it don't sound right, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I cast you out in Jesus' name. Get out of here. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Okay? Don't fight it. Go with it. Do you look at things according to the outward appearance? If anyone is convinced in himself that he is Christ, let him again consider this in himself, that just as he is Christ, even so we are Christ. For even if I should boast somewhat more about our authority, which the Lord gave us for edification and not for your destruction, I shall not be ashamed, lest I seem to testify you by letters. For this letter, they said, are weighty and powerful, but this bodily presence is weak, and his speech contemptible. Let such a person consider this, that what we are in word by letter, which we are absent, such we will also be indeed when we are present. For we dare not class ourselves as compared otherwise. Uh, I'm sorry. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. See, all that measuring up, trying to compete, none of that stuff is in God. You're leaning to the left. We, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the spear which God appointed us, a spear which especially includes you. For we are not extending ourselves beyond our spear, thus not reaching you. For it was to you that we came with the gospel for Christ, of Christ. Not boasting of things beyond measure, that is in other man's labor, but having hope that we, as your faith, is increasing, and we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our spirit to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's sphere of accomplishments. But he who glorifies, let him glory in the Lord. For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. Okay? Don't puff yourself up there thinking that it's you. It's not. It's the Lord.
Okay, everyone. Um, I actually just received a text from uh, the lady that uh, I was speaking about uh, earlier. Um, as I said, her family is trying to move her. So y'all keep her up in prayer. Uh, um, we can, family can really use prayer right now. Um, okay, um, so we are going to uh, stop here at... Um, Okay, we're going to stop here at uh, chapter 11. And we'll pick up again tomorrow. Excuse me. We'll pick up again tomorrow at uh, chapter 11. Okay? All right, everyone. This is Minister McMillan. I pray that all you have a blessed evening. And remember, uh, please pray for uh, Sister Lorna and... The many others out there that you know who are in need of prayer at this time. There are many other people that are um, going through some situations or have been in uh, accidents or um, are sick. Um, so keep them in mind. Add them to the list. If anyone uh, out there is in need of prayer, um, and is wishing for someone to pray. Our line is open. Please don't hesitate uh, to send me a text message. Uh, you can reach me at macmillan75 at gmail.com or you can reach me at anchor.fm uh, right slash Linda Macmillan 9. Or you can send me a messenger uh, to Facebook, uh, Linda McMillan. That's my Facebook page. Uh, we have the podcast on that page as well. You can send me a text. And I will not only pray for you, but on that particular page, we have many uh, ministers and evangelists and preachers who will also be willing to uh, pray as well. Uh, you know, as many prayers go up, the blessings do come down, okay? All right, everyone, this is Minister Macmillan. You guys have a blessed day and a blessed evening, a blessed night for those who are on the other side of the world. We thank you, Almighty God, for this time with you today. 
We give you the praise and honor. Glory, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for allowing us to read your word and understand it and to get an understanding and be able to help others with this word, Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you, Almighty God, for giving me the abilities to be able to reach out to others as well and read this word, Lord, each and every day. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And you have a blessed evening. Good night.